is the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. Woohoo! Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> CSI Miami opening? Hey, hey, Ben. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give you a, a hundred dollars right now, and I, you know I don't have a, a lot of money. For you. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, so this is a big this is a bet big for deal. him. If you can name me four Jack Harlow songs, I can't name one. <laughs> Gosh darn it! And I told you I was gonna listen to one, and I didn't even listen to ones at the SNL. I didn't. I didn't listen to them. You didn't miss much. I'm sure they're fine. I listened to the first maybe like minute of his first performance, and I was like, "This guy's not for me." It's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, he's very popular. You know what? Good for him for making music, and good for him for creating a life for himself. Just not my cup of tea. Yeah, congratulations, hip hop Thomas Middleditch. You did it, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Yeah. Jack Harlow hosted this episode, uh, and he pulled double duty uh, as host and musical guest for his debut time hosting, which is exactly what Megan Thee Stallion did uh, previously as well. So they're really into like giving these uh, you know musicians a shot at hosting sure. the show and singing their songs yeah. and doing some jokes. You know, at the at the Ten to One podcast, we we allow anyone to come in and host, and we will judge you fairly. But Jack Harlow, man, I'm telling you, we had some great sketches. Jack Harlow was not a great, great host, in my opinion. Yeah, so this was the this was, I, and I loved some of the sketches, which was the hard thing for me. This was a pretty good episode. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, he, I don't want to say he was terrible because he, he wasn't I, it's a, terrible. Yeah. What but, I will say though is, even though he wasn't a great actor, he did what I wish Megan Thee Stallion would have done, which is he he dropped that persona of Jack Harlow for for the most part. He he uh-huh. did a variety of characters. Uh, he just wasn't he tried. The, yeah, he just wasn't tried. the best at performing them. And I don't want to say that Megan Thee Stallion didn't try because she still she had no try to drop. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I did appreciate that. But yeah, I will for the in general, I will agree. Jack he's, Harlow he's not a not a talented not know, a sketch, not a Justin Timberlake sketch comedian. Yeah. Of course that, not. That's what I felt like. Are they trying to create maybe a new, a younger Justin Timberlake that maybe. can maybe have a little bit of personality because I mean, he got, has a new role coming out in White Men Can't Jump? These right. kind of things. Yeah, and, and clearly he can act because he was in this movie. And so, well, hopefully, no, well, we have uh, not seen the movie, okay. and we, yeah, we've seen, we've seen plenty of people in movies who can't act. So. I know, but I, I have faith in that movie. Honestly, I do. Uh, I think it, I think it's gonna be fun. I have less faith now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I mean, on I'm on the fence because I love the trailer for House Party, but Jack Harlow wasn't so great a performer in this. But maybe maybe he'll be kind of playing a version of himself in a way in White Man Can't Jump. So, so we do we we tend to try to judge the host that is a famous person, not for acting. When there is a host that is a famous person but not for acting, we tend to judge them on are they willing to make fun of themselves yeah. and are they willing to try anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jack Harlow fit the categories there pretty well. Yeah. He clearly made fun of himself in the monologue a lot. Yeah. And then he also was, you know, down pretty much down for anything. A ready and willing host who is great. wanted to have a good time, def- definitely enjoyed himself. But something that we like But didn't wasn't able to show the acting chops, at least in this live sketch comedy set. Couldn't pull it off. Yeah, and, right. and and you're absolutely right. It, and they did not write a um they did not write an episode around, for instance, like you brought up Megan Thee Stallion before. Now, Megan Thee Stallion's a brand, right? Yeah. And she has a persona. Maybe Jack Harlow does. I don't know. But it doesn't seem like it. He did buy into it. He just didn't have the acting chops. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I ended up liking him, though. Honestly. No, I did. I thought that he was he was affable enough and clearly trying hard enough. And it, it, it was enough there for me to like the guy, even though I literally know nothing about him. And I uh, still don't care about his music. I, and I never will. But- it, it was like, oh man! I honestly, I feel like if if I hosted the show, like that's about where I would be. Like, they'd be like, yeah, he was real bad, but he was down for anything. It, it, it's so funny because you think you you're know, being too like, hard on yourself. In the back of your mind, though, you that's do think sweet. like I'd kill it if I was on there. <laughs> there no but way. you would, you would look, you would come out of that hallway. You would, you know, those doors would open. You would see the people, and you'd be like, I'd shit my pants. I would watch <laughs> exactly. it. I would watch it on Peacock the next day and be like, huh. <laughs> Okay, so not so, not that great. Camera adds a couple s- hundred pounds, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stay a gutter guy, I guess. You know, like this is what uh, I'm gonna do. Yeah, no, I mean, again, we can't do this, right? It's so hard. So I, I, I and also double uh, you duty. Know what? You double know what? duty. I'm not gonna say I can't do this. No, double duty. Because I want, even though I'm not a seasoned comedian, I'm not a professional performer by any means. I wanna, I wanna say that if I had the time to prep. One and week. I was and I was I was able to do this 
you know, the same process and everything like that. I I I have confidence enough in myself that I think that I could do a decent job. Brett, uh, rapping? Hey. Oh, I thought you were talking about hosting <laughs> SNL. <laughs> Brad believes in himself. To right? be fair, I'm double a, duty. Uh, that's hard. Well, no, not double duty because, like, of course, but I'm not. But that's. But Brad, if you were the musical guest, what would you sing? Uh, I would probably do a a cover all of all the a, single ladies. I would do a Weird Al song at the top, uh, and at then, the top, not during the musical performance. No, during the monologue, I'm gonna do a Weird Al song. <laughs> uh, I, I do, I do love a good musical number during the monologue. Yes. So yes, uh, do it during the first musical performance. Uh, I would do a folksy version of a rap. Okay. Uh, and then for the final one, uh, I would do Space Jam. Uh, a spoken word reading of the script. Yes, no, or or like the fun, like it's the space yeah, jam. That, yeah, that's yeah. Everybody get up! It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going on. Uh, welcome to the space jam. You're killing it right now. Yeah, see, I can, I can, I, this is what I'm saying. So, hey. how about that cold open, Nate? <laughs> no, but did you guys know that Jack Harlow was on SNL before? Do you remember that? Which episode was it? Uh, Jason Sudeikis. No, he was not. It was before we started the 10 to 1 podcast. It was in season 46. Ooh, just before we started. 15, yep. Uh, host, you probably remember this episode, actually. It was host Maya Rudolph. She came back and hosted, and he was a musical guest. I didn't remember oh, him. I didn't remember that either. Yeah, but I do remember her episode. So then he wasn't on the show. He was just a musical guest. I mean, well, did, did he appear in his sketch or no? I don't know if he did or not, but I mean, he was on the show, though. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah, a yeah. musical guy. Really All right, cold open. Let's get to it. Obviously, it's political season. We're just, uh, you know, we're recording this. If I never see a political ad uh, again, I say, you know, every time this comes around, I'll be, I'll be a happy person. Okay, but here's the thing is we are literally a week or so away from the election. They're going to run Of course. I, I don't, I'm not mad at them. I get it. This. No, 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 no. Be mad at them. Because these, no, these no, fucking advertisements. Hold on, hold on, no, hold on. These no, advertisements. You can be mad about the execution. No, yes, I'm, I'm going to be mad about the advertisements in general. I don't want to see this shit. This is not how the game should be run. You shouldn't have to see television commercials for every commercial and every commercial break whenever there's things like this. Wait, I don't want I don't, I don't no, understand. What you're, what you're talking saying. about? I don't want to see political commercials. What are you talking but, about? But we're talking about the cold open. No, no. I'm. You you mentioned something about political commercials. No. <laughs> what? No. Did I bring it up first? Yes. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? I honestly, you, did you just did you, you snap? just did you, guys, you just guys, I blacked just, out. <laughs> Joey, like we were literally talking about there's a political I open. I feel like Ben and I were on the same page here, and you. Just oh like, no, I did. I did. <laughs> I did go want to go on this tangent because. <laughs> Because as I was watching SNL, every time I fast forwarded through commercials, and I would, it would be like ten seconds ahead. It's terrible, every single right one it's was terrible. a political. No, ad. That's, that's fair. No, no, I, I, no, 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 no. You shut up. <laughs> these, these political ads, I'm, I'm through. I'm through. I'm through with the political ads. I'm, I'm what about, sick of it. Okay. Back to the show. Okay, so back what to the about, show that I watched that didn't have ads. What about political cold opens? PBS NewsHour Republican momentum cold open. If I have to hear about Mark Bersan. One more time through the Chicago political know. advertisements. I don't even know what you're saying right now, and no one else does yeah. either. We watch people who watch. I'm going to people pay. who are on the the Chicago affiliate and watch the news or like things like or things on NBC, I'm ABC, you I'm CBS, okay. Fox. I'm going to give you. I'm, I'm going to buy you Peacock Premium, so you just no. Watch here's it the thing is, I'm, or better yet, ready? better yet, I'm going to give you a tip. I have Peacock Premium. Peacock Premium is the one that without commercials. That's the mid tier that still has some commercials. Whatever, I, I'll buy the high level that I okay, have. Okay, but I'm going to give no you a tip. Jesus. Ad blocker. You can't use ad blocker through YouTube TV. On YouTube regular. But I don't watch SNL like a derelict like you do. <laughs> so there's a cold open. All right. Another thing about political let, ads. Can, oh can, I at least, can I at least explain what the cold open is? Okay. Because we have one hour. We have PBS NewsHour, Republican Momentum, cold open. Uh, so PBS NewsHour host Judy Woodruff, played by Heidi Gardner, interviews Republican candidates Herschel Walker, played by Kenan Thompson, Dr. Oz, played by Maggie Day, and Carrie Lake, with Cecily Strong back as their numbers continue to surge in the polls. Uh, so it is kind of depressing because their numbers do continue to surge. That is not wrong. It was so good to have Cecily Strong back. I'm going to give you, um, again, this is going to really, really make Brad mad. She's going to be my MVP of this episode. Well, don't do it out of order. See? Um I just loved having her back. It felt all is right in this world. I did not love this cold open. Yeah, um, I did one thing. I, I did appreciate 
is that Mikey Day's impression of Dr. Oz is just Mikey Day. Yes. Uh, no, but what I did like about this cold open is that they didn't go the expected route as far as the setup for the, the punditry and like the interviews and stuff like that. I was, uh, it, it was, even though it was a small change of pace and didn't make the sketch better necessarily, I like that they used something like PBS NewsHour instead of Fox News or CNN yeah, or yeah, something like I, that. I get that yeah. It added a nice change of pace to it, even though what Heidi Gardner doing wasn't necessarily like a super accurate impression no, or something like that. No, and that doesn't matter. The, the thing that matters to me is uh, when Keenan Thompson now has latched onto a character and can make him like Steve Harvey and yeah. like he's done before he takes a real person and and exaggerates absolutely well in this case not so much it's of an exa- not, but yeah. but it's still super funny when in this case doing. herschel walker is like anthony crispino with a head injury it's true it you, really is you, we're gonna have to get used to it because herschel walker's going to the senate boys and it's you know good for comedy bad for america which is my platform <laughs> actually I, th- I, th- I think that's the entire republican party's platform good for comedy bad for america yeah yeah it, so it's silly and stupid and he does it wasn't the it, worst political it, cold open. No, it gives but, them, oh no, not in the least. It gives them so much to work with with the Herschel Walkers of, and they're clearly having a good time coming up with the most insane things you could possibly say. And and Keenan is crushing it as that, right? And Heidi Gardner's, you know, k- keeping it even keel. Mikey Day's not doing really an impression. I get that. Who, what was the other? Who was the third person? Carrie Lake. Oh yeah. Oh, Cicely Strong. So, okay. I don't know if you know Carrie Lake, but Cicely Strong. Yeah. Nailed it. A little, yeah. little bit of, of housekeeping here about the um, about the episode in general and how it goes. Uh, they clearly, they didn't used to do this, but they clearly talked to the audience beforehand and said, Cecily's going to come on. We can't have a five-minute standing ovation for her because there wasn't any r- reaction. And oh. that usually they they will let that go wild. Yeah, but they didn't they didn't have that reaction when like when AD Bryant came back after being gone for a while or or the first time Cecily so was gone for a while. What about when um, last year um, though, even the year before, uh you, I remember if you had a guest star on it would go that's crazy. Al- well, that's always the case, though. But also, like Kate McKinnon's first yeah, when appearance, she came of the, back and the they, they do a pretty good nuts. And you, but that's even- different though. That's a that's a weekend update thing. Like whenever the the times that I remember. In recent years, since Lauren has allowed the the cast to go off and do things for a little bit and not be around for episodes, like when Pete Davidson was gone for a while, they didn't give him a huge reception when you saw him in a sketch. They cheered for him when he comes to the Weekend Update desk because that's what he does, and people get excited I, about that. I but. feel like the, the normally I would have seen a bigger reaction from the audience when Cecily Strong has her first appearance as a character from being gone for a while. She would have gotten like a, a lot more like. Ah. I don't think that's ever happened with cast members coming back after being gone. For but a they, bit. they they typically though. Don't do that. They're not yeah. gone typically. Like they, this oh, is no, a, of course. It's a, a new, it's new a, thing that Lauren's the Yeah, over the past few years, yeah. it's been a normal thing. Now, it is a different, though, audience, right? That, that watches the dress rehearsal to the actual yes. show. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Two different audiences. So, yeah, you would think that they would have maybe perhaps. I thought. I I don't know if they did. I, I could see them perhaps doing that. Sometimes on the Reddit uh, subreddit for SNL, somebody that's went to the show will, will write, you know, essentially. Uh, their experience with it, some of the things that happened off the camera. I did not get to see that this episode. I, it would be an interesting thing to I, ask. I though. just feel yeah. like, for whatever reason, my gut is telling me that you know somebody talked. To I the felt that way say, when I saw Cecily it, Strong. I'm was, like, yes, she's back. Yeah, it, and it was very subdued, though the the audience. It wasn't even just there wasn't even anything. And I normally would see it just says something, you know, and there was nothing. Hmm. That's all. That's all. Little. little I little, I will little. say I think that uh, maybe in the spring when the weather is uh, is better again that we we should try to get into SNL. I I mean, we've been saying that for years. I know. We just got to do it finally. I <laughs> <laughs> just got to pull that trigger, boys. Yeah. Hey, Nate, leave your family for a whole weekend. I've been looking for a reason. <laughs> All right. Jack Harlow's monologue. First time host Jack Harlow talks about the big year he's had with his music. Again, Ben, big fan. Filming <laughs> his movie White Men Can't Jump and being roasted by people on the internet. Um, Jack Harlow's timing isn't great. He's not a comedian. He does. He, he's not even all that charismatic. I did find him kind of lovable. A lot of hand um, gestures. Yep. Very very rap hand gestures. Yep. Uh, yeah. He, I he, did find him kind of lovable though. Like he, he he more than I thought I would. Honestly, he's lovable in the way of like when you go to your friend's house and he has an older brother and that older brother feels like maybe on the cusp of being like a skeezy drug dealer, but they're actually kind of a cool guy. Exactly. Exactly. You 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 initially think they are, but you're like actually. I think that's just honest to who they are. This, yeah. this monologue for me was two things. Number one, it was at its best when, of course, he was making fun of himself, and the audience really loved that, especially like uh, drawing Justin Timberlake from memory. Yeah. It's a great joke, right? So it's great there, and then can anybody, and I mean this in a real way, can anybody tell me 
what the fuck happened when he a- interviewed Seriously, because like- Was that se- even scripted? I'm not that's, joking. That's the thing is, I think that- what it, it seemed like that? it was going to be your typical audience Q and A bit, and I do love life. those. Yeah, I do. But this one, it, I, I wonder. Give it up for Monica, everybody! <laughs> one more time for Monica, everybody, and get back and say we got a great show. What <laughs> the fuck was that? I, I wonder if he made a request that he just wanted to have a spontaneous moment during the monologue, and he's like, I just want to go out to the audience, ask somebody a question, and because it's live, and I and we can do that. I just can't and that's it. The uh, writers wouldn't want that scripted, no, though. I, and but, I can't well, believe Warren would allow that, honestly. I, but maybe, though, maybe, you know, because, like, maybe... Well, it was bad. It was just... <laughs> it, it didn't work. It just didn't, didn't make work. any sense, because, like, he asked a question, and she's like, oh, I'm a big Jack Harlow fan. Like, oh, why are you well, here there tonight? we go. I'm cool. A... Thanks a lot. See you later. It was so weird. What? <laughs> and it wasn't even that charming, either. That, no. That was the weird thing. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what? It would have been amazing if he would have walked up and said, like, uh, tell me something about you. I hate Jack Harlow. Yeah. That would have been funny, but instead, they were. Just, it was so easy. Or somebody weird. being like, I really thought Justin Timberlake was going to be Yeah. Like, you know, like, something what like that. What the hell was that? Honestly, what the hell was that? I'm so interested to see if there's anything that comes out in the next week or so. Like, why did that happen? Uh, yeah, so... I could also tell he was trying, right? Yes. We've seen monologues where people just kind of phone yeah. it in, and he did seem to want to do well. Yeah. Which makes me feel bad saying I don't think he did that oh, well. Of course not. Because I feel like he was trying to do well. Yeah. And and, and that, that's admirable, in my opinion. But but they had a couple of pretty good, you know, I look like jokes or whatever. That that was clever. I was fine with it. I really wish they would have done something better you know, with it, but that's it. So the next sketch is one that I, I kind of starred because I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you guys think about this sketch. Uh, Joker wedding. A bride played by Heidi Gardner and the groom Jack Harlow are stunned when the best man dresses like the Joker played by Andrew Dismukes, James Austin Johnson as the marriage officiant and Chloe Feynman who is a cousin, Mikey Day, an uncle, Sarah Sherman, a grandmother as family members. Jeff Probst, you're a big Jeff Probst fan, Ben, uh, from Survivor cameos as himself. What's your Why? favorite song by Jeff Probst? Oh, it's got to be Jack Harlow's When It Rains. That's interesting that Jeff Probst has a song called Jack Harlow's When It yeah, Rains. Yeah, it's a whole bit that they do. Yeah. That's why he was on the show. Did you not know that? That's interesting. I appreciate your knowledge. This was going nowhere. I will say that Jeff Probst coming out and, and adding so the Survivor weird. bit was well, odd, but at least it kept me interested for I, a second. Also, they had the Survivor music first and then i'm like that sounds like a reality show and then it made more sense when jeff Probst comes out i was fine honestly with the southern accents and the the, the joker thing and andrew just really buying into this thing and and you know that was fine when they went to the guests it that's where they lost me they oh really, no, no, no 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 i i liked it i oh said, that's okay they lost you no no i liked it the 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 as it was going, and then when they went to the audience to, to do the the grandmother, yeah, and whatever, yeah, yeah. that's where it, it it fell apart for me. Yeah, no, I know. I'm telling you, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> because because uh, for me, uh, a I love this sketch, and b the you you genuinely loved genuinely this? loved it, and the increasing absurdity is what like like I was not expecting them to go through with a full vote and ask the audience. Mm-hmm. The fact that they all, that everyone did have like differently absurd southern draws, and then just as a complete like out out of left field thing, having Jeff Probst up and turn this in a survivor thing the fact that this is a sketch based around heath ledger's joker and it's a survivor bit makes it feel like it's a sketch from it's 2008 not, it's not heath ledger's joker it is is it yeah absolutely it's 100 heath ledger's joker are you fucking kidding oh i thought it was uh, uh what's his nuts joaquin phoenix no oh <laughs> sorry uh the, it feels like it's a sketch from 2008 but it doesn't feel like a dated sketch it was just absurd and silly and fun and like i love that they kept so frequently and rapidly repeating joker uh, the way the way that they that they everyone said it was hilarious yeah somebody somebody counted them and there's like 38 times that they said yeah joker absurd silly but this is again another instance where this was a sketch i felt like could have easily been in the 10 to 1 slot and it was prime time prime time right after the monologue which blew my mind i i I can't this is one of those sketches where i can't tell if i love it or hate it until i watch it a couple more times and and it's got to percolate with me because there there were things that kind of almost drove me nuts about it um because again the premise is kind of silly and i don't know if silly in a good way you know what i mean like there needs to be a believability about it for me to like it needs to be silly but also have some kind of footprint in reality for me to really love it and there is some of that i do a lot of weddings i'm a pastor these kind of things so um and i've i've been to weddings where 
You, people have dressed as Joker. No, but people <laughs> dressed as things that like are just like not wanting to wear the thing that they should wear because they're you know yeah buddy's best friend kind of thing or the buddy thinks he's being funny and he's really just ruining his buddy's <laughs> wedding. Um, I could dressed him like Joker. Yeah, and so I, that that part of me actually did resonate with me. Joker. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know if I love the sketch or not. That's right. I loved it. It's hilarious, Ben. I'm surprised you aren't just gushing about Heidi Gardner in this sketch. No, I was well again say, though that was his best part. Is uh, I really. Enjoyed Heidi Gardner in this <laughs> sketch. She was uh, phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, hoping that she just, you know, divorces her husband. The next sketch is must have been written very quickly. <laughs> is that what it's called? No, but because this whole thing that's played out is a, it is a take on an actual event that happened where Kanye gets dropped by Adidas. Mm-hmm. And he goes immediately went to Skechers. Skechers, Which but that only happened like two or three days before the episode aired. Yeah. So and not I'm, we can talk about the quality of what this is. I'm just saying I am impressed at how quickly because this was a pre-tape. Mm-hmm. How quickly they came up with the idea, how quickly they executed the idea, and they got it to the show and headsets so, that actually looked like a Skechers store. Yep. So uh, this is a Skechers commercial. Various Skechers employees played by Cecily Strong. Bowen Yang, Chloe Feynman, Marcelo Hernandez, and Punky Johnson talk about the real-life event of Kanye getting rejected by Skechers. Uh, there's an appearance by James Austin Johnson as Mike Lindell as well. I actually did like this sketch. I thought it was funny enough. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't my favorite sketch. I, I liked it. I liked the take on it. I thought it was really funny I because I never even thought about the humor of Skechers. I like the idea when Kanye leaves, people looking at each other saying, did we just say no to Kanye? You know what I mean? This idea that yeah, because he he is as crazy as Kanye is. I the just dude is a walking dollar sign. Yeah, he really is among other walking things. Yeah. Um, but I I think what I appreciate most about this sketch is how it dances the line of like probably what Skechers employees were probably yep. thinking like, yep. wow, so like we're pretty cool for driving Kanye, but also isn't it kind of cool that he came to no, us? Yes, yes so, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that is that is the impetus uh for the sketch. And and honestly, it's it walks that line perfectly. Yeah. Yep. But it still feels like I think a rough cut version of the oh, sketch. Oh, for sure. And there, there was, there's some two, stuff two in days, here right? that doesn't quite land, and it feels like they left in like and the same same jokes but different versions, and they didn't cut the worst ones. If you go back and rewatch it, the ones that always hit for me was Cecily Strong. She says, yeah. there's a couple of lines where she's like, I'm proud to work for Skechers. I mean, when's the last time I've said that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, the- it is so great, though, because it's like, you know, uh, yeah, oh, we turned him down, but oh, my God. Yeah. You know, I, I, it, right. They really did that well. Uh, so yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, 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 I yeah. it didn't love it, but I liked thought it, it could have been better assembled. But, but again, man. I want to I want to point out two the days before fact that this was written, yeah, and yeah. executed, and it good looked good for you yeah. SNL because it was polished enough mm-hmm. as far as the uh, the the um, the set design and all that stuff. Yeah, production value. But yeah, could have been punched up a little bit. Better. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. All right, moving on. Halloween red carpet show host Cecily Strong, Mikey Day. Talk to various characters played by Chloe Feynman, Devin Walker, Marcelo Hernandez, host Jack Harlow, Bowen Yang, Molly Kearney, James Austin Johnson, Keenan Thompson. It's Molly Carney, by the way. Oh, Carney, saying thank you. And Michael Longfellow or Longbottom on this show. <laughs> Did you catch Cecily Strong was Tina LaFay? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, what did you think of this one? So, this is. This is a great. Uh, th- this is a throwback to when they had thirty nine cast members. <laughs> they were like, "How how can we get literally everybody in here?" And this is a great bit to do that. Um, this gives Jack Harlow a huge tampon costume so that they can hide the fact that he can't act. They're trying very hard. He just has to say Sigma over and over again. I I wish there was more with what they were doing. Like the premise is there. The jokes maybe weren't as strong as they could have been especially considering you can do literally anything here mm-hmm. and they chose the things they chose and you know the dinosaur drunk drunk guy falling down and the dad with that's the his son's a chipotle bag because like, sheila like those are clever enough they're just it felt like that's this just been, being it could have been more yeah, yeah this all. this felt like a real missed opportunity because yeah. the premise like treating this like an awards show red carpet kind of style thing is a very funny idea 
but the things that they chose to use as like the the people on the streets, like there are so many funnier things that were could have been inspired by real life that would have rang more true and been funnier. Like even the things that like did ring true, like the you know uh, Chloe Feynman as the drunk girl trying to get her Uber. It wasn't nearly as good as so, it, it could have been. And I think that it's it's almost because it was too accurate. Like there's not there's no, no escalation there. Chloe Feynman's character was just like I've seen that girl. Yeah, and yeah, that's know, not funny. That it's got to be it's got to be more right. Yeah. So I was thinking about this as our listeners may or may not know. We have another podcast where we probably talked about this more, but um, because we just got done uh, on our podcast, go flicks yourself having a month of Halloween movies. And if you listen to that, you know that Ben is a huge, huge Halloween fan. And so well, I was following as he calls well, it. Of course, Ben like calls it Halloween because, but I want to talk, uh, what I did love about this is there, the idea of wearing a costume when people don't get it. Have you ever worn a costume where you thought it was going to be great and people didn't get oh, the response? Absolutely. I've got what the best it? one. Yeah, cool. Honestly, uh, last year, <laughs> He dressed up it's, as Thor, and someone thought he was homeless. <laughs> no, it's actually worse than that. <laughs> I dressed up. I watched the show Letterkenny. I'm a big fan. And so there is a character uh, on Letterkenny um, that everybody hates, uh, and it, 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 he's a piece of shit, and he wears a white T-shirt, and he wears a hat, and he's a, a, a belt, and, a, and he's just kind of a kind of a guy, McMurray. I'm McMurray. I'm a piece of shit. And he's he's an in shape guy, and I wore this. Uh, I think maybe, actually no, this is a couple years ago, uh, because that was the night you wore the Wreck It Ralph costume. Mm-hmm. Talking to Brad, Brad, yep, yeah. And uh, we went to Journeyman Distillery in uh, Three Oaks, Michigan, mm-hmm. and it was a Halloween party. And I showed up, Ms. McMurray, and I was so fat that no <laughs> one knew who I was. And I mean that, like I wore because he t- he tucks it in his white t shirt, and all it looked like was I was a farmer. With an enormous gut, and I didn't look like McMurray at all. I just looked like a fat piece of shit. And I remember thinking, like, oh, this is I, not I fucked this up. So did you, <laughs> I really made a did mistake. Did you have here. anybody ask you? So what are you? Yeah, all night. That reminds me of a, all <laughs> night. That reminds Even, me of. There, a, I'm sorry, real quick. There was a guy that was dressed as Wayne from the show, and he looked exactly like Wayne from Letterkenny. And he walks up and goes, "Who are you?" <laughs> like. What is? Oh, Did so, you change your story ever? No, I was just I was just sad a lot. I was just sad a lot. In college, I went to a party around Halloween time. Jesus. It wasn't explicitly a Halloween party, but like some people were in costume. <laughs> but this was during a time when uh, trucker hats were cool, track jackets were cool. They're and still I, cool. I was wearing just regular clothes. <laughs> I was wearing a track jacket with a trucker hat <laughs> and like cargo shorts and a, a, a button down under and something like that. And uh, and someone came up to me and they were like, are you Michael Moore? Oh. <laughs> and did and, you say and, yes? And, and I, I was like, yep. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Nailed it. So yeah, oh. it's uh, we all have embarrassing fat costume now, just stories. Real, real quick, I know we got we we got to really move through this episode, but I will say, Brad Omen is is famous because I have a Halloween party and every year. Uh, he's famous for dressing up as an SNL character. Honestly, you've done it like I've done it most of the most we, of the years. Send me some pictures. I'll post them on. Oh, our, please. Our Facebook he's been stuff. Anthony yep. Crispino. I did Drunk, yeah. Uncle. Drunk Uncle. I did Harry Carey. I did uh, Burt Reynolds from Celebrity Jeopardy. And that was my favorite, by the way. Me and uh, my girlfriend Brittany were Garth and Cat from uh, Weekend Updates. S- send me some. They're pictures really good, and we'll man. Get them posted I'm to so. Our Facebook yeah. I think that the, the the the. Um, Turd Ferguson one was maybe my favorite, but you looked probably the most like either Anthony Gerspino or Drunk Uncle was. Oh, Drunk Uncle was amazing. We're gonna get into Drunk Uncle. And my favorite, while. and my favorite thing is to like do, do bits, the bits the whole night. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I would always, I would go to people and be like, "Hey, have, uh, have you heard this?" And I would tell them, "Great Drunk yeah, Uncle." Yeah, thank you. All right, moving on. <laughs> AA meeting. An AA meeting takes an unexpected turn. It stars Michael Longfellow, Jack Harlow, Bo and Yang, Keenan Thompson, Cecily Strong. Uh, Molly Carney, Tom Hanks, the great Tom Hanks, the elder statesman Tom Hanks. Oh, gran- Grandpa Tom Hanks. Yeah, uh, I can tell you guys this. <laughs> when he came in, I I was so excited for a second and then so sad 
because my hero Tom Hanks, who I love so much, I just don't get it. You guys, he's old now. I get it. I know, I but know, it makes me sad because he's he's he looked old when he was in the COVID episode. I know, but he's, but he didn't look as old as he does now. He's though. Sixty-six. Yeah, he's he looked some, wrinkly. Some, something has happened in the past he's few years. Like you know what I think it is? He's looking skinnier and less. Like he never was muscly, but like he, he looks like he's lost weight from being old. Yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, they do. Like yeah. people get that. They just yeah, get more exactly. frail. Fine, looking fine. And 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 again, I know he's getting older. I know all he's the got people this certain love, wrinkle around his neck. I know <laughs> it's called being sixty six. I happens. know. Uh, I did love though that the um, the characters. So this is about like essentially Jack Harlow plays somebody in AA who, quite frankly, is still drinking. Um, who had a drink earlier in the, the day. best joke says, in the sketch. Yeah, the and best also joke. this is his best performance. Uh, yes. uh, but the the suitcases that he talks about, like oh, those look like characters that could be in the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. They definitely were not Pixar characters. Yes. They were very poor this design. This sketch worked for me the whole way through. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really like this. this I, I did so yeah. much. I did it too. wasn't necessarily super laugh out loud hilarious. No, it was it was more charming so than anything. solid, though. Yeah, it was it was a the solid song, sketch. The song. The, yeah, the, the song. The reveal of Cecily Strong was perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> I was, they're holding out for that one. And then also the keyboard slides in and that's so yeah. weird. It was, it really, honestly, it worked. It was, it was then, such like, a great sketch. And then like, Random, the last what four seconds puppetry? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they 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 went from immediately this is part of the sketch to and here's how we made it. Yeah. And again, I love when they do that. So yeah, this was great. I this is my sketch. I love this one. It was it was very very funny. I I enjoyed it. Now we're gonna get into this at a few few more sketches, but as soon as you saw Tom Hanks, did you think he's gonna do David S. Pumpkin? Yes. No. And what? No, I honestly, I didn't either. Hadn't crossed my mind. I wasn't thinking. Oh, this is the Halloween episode. I wasn't thinking anything about that. If anything, what I was thinking was, why is Tom Hanks here? Is he friends with Jack Harlow? I mean, he's is, been on the show a ton. Is Chet but, yeah. Hanks friends with Jack Harlow? <laughs> oh, Which probably. Probably is. Probably yeah, is. Probably is. Um, Wait, that wasn't Chet Hanks. <laughs> but yeah, so I was not expecting it. And honestly. Even when Bobby Moynihan showed up at Weekend Update, what? I still was not thinking, oh, they're definitely going to do another David S. Pumpkin. So, uh, yeah, I was caught off guard by it entirely. I guess I was really thinking about Halloween when I when I sat down to watch it. Well, this. you love Halloween. So, I do. Yeah. And so, no, I, I mean, I saw that coming, especially when Bobby hit. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you start talking about Halloween, your dick gets as hard as a bit of honey. Well, that's Moving hard. on. <laughs> All right. Horror movie trailer. A horrifying movie trailer depicts the scariest outcomes for the 2024 election. With Chloe Feynman, Mikey Day, Heidi Gardner, Bowen Yang, and Punky Johnson, you know we we if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that uh, we're all fairly liberal, probably people um, living in a conservative state. Though we don't always love the takes that the SNL writers do on politics, and we just kind of get bored with them. I like this one, and there's here's why. Um, a, it brings up Ron DeSantis, which I think is, again, I think 2024 is going to be, it's going to be a, a hell on earth, right? Um, you're going to have Trump, you're going to have Ron DeSantis, all these things. I like, though, what this does is it doesn't really necessarily even make it about the Republicans. It makes it about the anxiety amongst the Democrats. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? Yeah. You've got Joe Biden, who, again, the calculator comes out, which I thought was even funny. Um is going to be 80 some years old. Nobody's sure if they like Kamala By the way, Harris. that math yeah. part yep. was just smart. Yep. It was just so funny. Nobody nobody knows who's, you know, like oftentimes in politics, you know who's on the bench. Nobody really knows, honestly. But we know that the Republicans seem to know who their bench is. And that scares people. So I like this because it really, for me, tapped into something I think that's actually there that hasn't been talked a lot sure. about and anxiety about 2024. Yeah. What'd you guys think? Uh, I I enjoyed the premise of the sketch. I feel like it went on a little bit too long um, and sure. like they kind of just did variations on the same bit when it, with, same with a bit. new yeah with a new name you know I appreciate the effort they put into making it stylized like a horror movie uh, yeah. you know and did that kind of that thing. was the best part of it for me yeah I I think I like that it was something different about this topic and that they didn't do you know something that they typically do when it comes to their political satire it, at least there was at least some effort and it was something different in yeah. their approach and again it it wasn't <laughs> as much as you could I mean there were certainly some jokes about the you know but 
can they beat DeSantis kind of you know thing. But it really wasn't about the Republicans, you know, because no. again, SNL is obviously a fairly progressive show with filled with progressive. It writers. was really about who do we have? Oh no. Yep. Right. This and is I will not say be good that for us. This uh, the strength of it, besides being shot really well in the production value, was was great. Was also I'm not joking. Every time that they came up with a new person, that oh no, I kept being like I kept falling for it honestly. And so, in my opinion, it, it did go in slightly long, but not maybe as long as you you viewed it as because when they did the Beto uh, postcard, yep. I was like oh that, that's the bit, and then I was like, or oh, the shit. Hillary one. I go oh yeah. wait shit Bernie. Oh now they're mad. Yep. Oh wait Hillary. Oh you're right. I just kept forgetting how many Democrats don't want that, and then they circle back to Biden and like that. It I did guess wrap, it, it wrapped, wrapped it up. Got, honestly, yep. it wasn't. It, it they came full circle and it worked. But the real me. horror is that uh, you know we don't. This is real. We don't have anybody. <laughs> exactly. And again, I, I do think we have Kamala. It's just gonna be great. Many people have thought this before, right? I mean, again, as listeners might not know, I host a political podcast as well and radio show, uh, local politics for statewide Indiana stuff. But this is going on. These conversations are happening. And I loved it, again, because I didn't think that it was satire-worthy, but it, they did it well. Yeah. So It was good. All right, moving on to my least favorite sketch of the night, bartenders. Things go awry <laughs> when a couple of just, table-side just bartenders, there. played by Jack Harlow and Bo and Yang, make drinks for a group of business people. Uh, also starred Michael Longfellow, Cecily Strong, Keenan Thompson, and Heidi Gardner as the attendants, and Marcelo Hernandez as the DJ. I'm going to guess that Brad probably loved this sketch. Did you, Brad? No. This was the worst <laughs> sketch of the night for me as well. Honestly, one of the worst of the season for me. The timing was just very poor. The There were th aspects of the physical comedy that were amusing. I like so funny. I actually I thought, wrote the same thing. I thought that it was funny when they smashed the bottles. And I liked the visual of seeing the residual splash on the, the cast members sitting at the table. Um, but yeah, just the delivery, especially from Jack Harlow, was not good in this. Bowen Yang tried as he might to make it work, but it just it just really fell flat for me and I did not enjoy it. When you rely on physical comedy, especially choreography, because yeah. that's a form of physical comedy, and clearly Jack Harlow did not know the choreography. And so it looked like Bo and Yang doing the choreography and Jack Harlow just trying to follow yeah. him. I and will it, say that was painful. Honestly, it the, was painful to watch. The one I think good joke and like good construction of it is that the entire sketch is based around the idea of these characters pre-existing and wanting to get revenge on these people. The the the, the joke that got me laughing is we don't bend to lesbian TikTok, which I thought that was, was hilarious. Funny. But Ben, what'd you think? So I I just in moments like these when when it's such a bad sketch, I always wonder like at the table when they're when they're pitching ideas and they're like somebody has this in their mind. In a perfect world, what did they want this sketch to be? Yeah, because if this even was even if the choreography was perfect, and Harlow nails his lines and Bone Yang, they're so in sync, and they do the muscle pose at the end, and the bottles break exactly where they're supposed to, and the splash is happening. That's still a terrible sketch. Part of me thinks that the the choreography was not meant to be like perfect. Sure, as part of the so bit. that makes Maybe, it even worse. But now. it was so, so bad. like so then again. Okay, so the choreography is not supposed to be perfect. So then, what is the point of the sketch? Yeah, if what, if they executed like they were supposed to, it was even what less the funny hell then. <laughs> I think I think they were relying on the physical aspect of like whenever they have like a lot of liquid flying around or like something so, like that okay so then okay that's fair but, i think that then if we're going to really dive into this a little bit then it would be the fact that uh you need to build a universe that could exist in the real world and in, in which real consequence like improv right in yeah real consequences the first time that they spilled a drink anywhere even on the table somebody would have got up from the table and be like what the hell but instead you're, you're showering glass and and liquid on these patrons and they're just sitting there taking it and there's, it just wouldn't happen. And listeners so, might remember again from the episode, uh, two, episode, two episodes ago, we praised a sketch by Brendan Gleeson where, again, a lot of physical comedy and there's a lot of blood going everywhere. You've got to make it so absurd right. that the but absurdity is In the that funny moment, part. though, do you remember the reaction from the people that was happening to yep. was a thing. These were four characters That's what I'm saying. sitting yep, exactly. stone-faced having this happen to him with no reaction. If you're going to make the physical part, the, lines, the funny which part. Were like, yep. I think this is pretty bad. It's like, okay, Keenan, that's a yeah. funny take, but like, 
be real about it, and that's a better sketch. I will say, Bone Yang has the ability that Keenan does for me, where he could take a really bad sketch and he still tried, make me laugh a couple. Like times. Like Brad said, yeah. he tried his damnedest. All right, moving on. Weekend update: Elon Musk buys Twitter companies, cut ties with Kanye West. The weekend update: Anchors Colin Jost and Michael Che tackle the week's biggest news, like John Fetterman and Dr. Oz facing off in a Senate debate. Uh, astute listeners will know that the most important question the in this podcast is whether or not there was enough emotional connection between the two weekend update hosts. Not really an emotional connection. It's emotional. It's a it's an emotional comedic connection that somehow you can define. Mm-hmm. Um, if he says no, I'm gonna lose my. Did mind. you see that? I did. I did post on our social media feeds that. You better be happy. Jost, you better be happy. In one of the images was touching Michael Che. <laughs> Brad, Brad, do you think they had enough co- comedic kind of co- connection? No, not this time. <laughs> Fuck no, off. no, I'm kidding. Uh, I I really loved this edition of Weekend Update. Not not only did they have uh, like a good banter and like rea- reaction like between them and like laughing at each other's jokes and and whatnot, but man, the jokes this time they were, were so, good. so good. Like they they were scathing with Kanye. The stuff with the the, the Fetterman uh, debate was was hilarious. Uh, Michael Che is really leaning into the female stuff. Yeah, he's really, oh, the, the he's, really he's really shooting for doing the inappropriately yeah. sexual jokes, and I think it's really funny. It's funny. Oh, yeah. Um, I yeah, I thought this was a great edition of Weekend Update. Just between Che and Joe's. Yes. But, but aside from that, what made it even better? Oh, drunk uncle. Drunk oh, uncle. My God. I didn't know. I didn't know that I missed Bobby Hoyt. I, Ho- I thought the so same much. thing too. Yeah. I thought that he had his time. It was great. He was on the show a long time. And he too. was. And he did great. Yeah. And just, and so my question to you, I will posit, mm-hmm. is, is this, we've seen so many new cast members get a shot, right? On SNL's Weekend Update in the past few episodes, now we see this old stalwart character that you know and love. Does that color the view of like, he was so good, I can't believe that I've missed him this much? Or has the content on Weekend Update just not been that up to snuff? Because you know, we've had no, some great Weekend Update. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's just that Drunk Uncle is such, such a, great a great character, character. and Bobby okay, Moynihan is, is so good at yeah. it. And th- honestly, this edition was just really funny it too. Like he just just nailed it. It was it was hilarious. And Bobby Moynihan is he was on a, a show called Mr. Mayor, uh, I think. Right, mm-hmm. Mr. Mayor. I loved that show, um, which got canceled. Funny. It was a good show though. It was, but you don't see a ton of Bobby Moynihan. And I so, will, one thing he has been doing a lot of is voiceover work. Okay, uh, he's been. He's been voicing some characters in some animated Star Wars shows. He was also on, I think he was on, um, isn't he on, was on the show that- uh, So you think you can dance? That Katie Krentz produces? Oh, no. Oh, Star uh, Trek. Star uh, Trek. Uh, not Lord that X. one. Not no. that one. Well, the one that's more geared towards kids. Uh, he did talk about- Yes. I don't know. I think I, think I listened so. to him. I, it was either on the Conan podcast or on the SNL podcast, but um, he, he talked about essentially after SNL- wanting to go off the grid to, yeah. per se career wise and he was paying his bills essentially through voice work yeah because he could do it from home exactly he didn't have to worry about it he also just recently came out with uh, a children's book as well um i do hope though that he gets back more into acting yeah. where we see him i miss him uh i thought he was great in mr mayor if you didn't get to watch it there's only I think, show, one episode or one season maybe two season and a half two seasons i think the first season was only like a 10 episode half season but yeah right? but there's uh, two seasons yeah but i'm just saying there's not a ton yeah. of episodes but it's worth it it's so good yeah and he's great in it uh goes wonderful a little bit of a humble brat uh, uh, when I was at uh, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago in 2019, uh, I ran into Bobby Moynihan in the elevator and had like a quick little was conversation. He, nice? he was very nice. He's, he's a very nice guy. He's Did very he cool. run from you without a mustache and try to press the button over <laughs> and, and over again? And he's also a huge uh, Star Wars nerd too. So like him doing stuff for Star Wars is he loves it. Do you think Drunk Uncle is Ben's final form? I mean, this version with the beard, absolutely, one hundred percent. Brad, I was gonna—I looked up Bobby Moynihan on IMDb just to see which one you mean, and honestly, I—I I don't couldn't even tell you because he does. I didn't realize he does so much I voiceover. Think, and here's the thing: I might just be wrong, and I might be thinking that that Katie Krantz produced the series, but I—I—the one I was thinking of is We Bear Bears. So, uh, it's Pony looks like a kid's show. Dogs in Space, kid show. Summer Camp Island, Kid Cosmic, Battle Kitty, Lightning Wolves. Marvel's Squirrel Girl, Mr. Mayor, Alice's Wonderland Bakery, Crank Anchors, The Glue Factory, Star Trek Lower Decks, 
Oh, so he has it in lower decks. Yeah. So there you go. So he I, is I, doing. We we bear bears. I think is the one. That so he is doing a significant amount of voice Clearly. work. Yeah. yeah. But again, though, for those of us that aren't watching these shows, dude, just it, so good. To it's see just him. good to see him. Yeah. And also, okay, I so a little again, I, I keep calling it housekeeping. It's not really housekeeping. It's like maybe inside baseball is what the better term is. He calls Colin Seth. Yeah. And I don't think yeah. that was scripted because it was the, the the reaction from the audience and then the look on Bobby's face and he goes what did I do it was, is there something wrong I, I don't know I don't that, know it's, Cause it's on, I'm on the fence about it because I think he's done that before this one seemed it's really what you out do there. if you're drunk maybe right I mean, yeah it, yeah it just it seemed like not it's definitely a bit that has been done before where a character has purposely referred to the wrong host just as didn't Seth. Feel purposeful and the reaction from the audience. It, it'd be great it, if, if it was. looked at Bobby's eyes, he kind of got wide. I did think great. of Brad, though, when he said, not my Mario. <laughs> at the end, so then maybe leading, maybe this is just me being conspiracy theorist guy, but at the end of the show, uh, during the closing credits, and uh, Colin Jost and Bobby Moynihan are on stage and they're talking, I rewound it like five times, and they're having a conversation. And Bobby Moynihan is looking into Colin Joe's face on stage, and he's going, "No, it wasn't. I just, I swear, oh, yep. I, it yep. wasn't that's, planned." Oh, that's funny. And so I think that I was trying to read lips, and it, it really did look like well they were have. talking about that moment. It was pretty cool, actually. That is. All right, moving on. David Pumpkins returns with Jack Harlow, Egon Owodum, and Andrew Dismukes. Keenan Thompson plays a guard, a four D ride with various characters. Um, and Punky Johnson plays a woman being stabbed. Sarah Sherman plays Annabelle as well. The return of David S. Pumpkins and the skeletons played by Mikey Day and Bobby Moynihan. Um, David S. Pumpkins has appeared twice on the show before on October 22nd, 2016 and May 20th, 2017. So this is the third appearance. I did not go into Does this, this include the animated no, because that wasn't no, on SNL. That, that was its own special. That was its, its own, own thing. thing. Ah, you got me. I went into this not expecting to see David S. Pumpkins, and there was nothing new about this sketch for a David S. Pumpkins sketch, and I loved every second of it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I will be a, a bit of a naysayer here because oh, shocking. Because this is this is the kind of thing that happens when you repeat a sketch. Um, yeah. Is that it? It was not as good as the original. Nope. It, it lost the novelty of the flair of being surprised by you know Pumpkins himself. Um, and on top of that, uh, this was this I think was one of the worst moments for Jack Harlow because <laughs> he completely was ruined his ongoing bit that was supposed to be somebody like uh, like really excited about wanting to pretend like like guys make sure you get out because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna faint. His delivery was trash. His timing <laughs> was was, was terrible. It, he almost derailed like the sketch with how close. bad he was. It was yeah. close. I will say I I didn't care. I still loved. Seeing- All I wanted was Mikey Day and uh, Tom Hanks and so. Also, I Bobby think that to do maybe stuff. because the uh, the animated thing was so shitty that now my bar was so low. I didn't even watch it. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's just a. It's it's a just they, they really just capitalized. It's, they on just the popularity. did. They made like, money, but now my bar was then now low, and so this one was an improvement over that. It was definitely not an improvement over the first one, but I still had a good time with it. And Bailey and I both laughed pretty hard at a few of the things and again there was a couple of things the annabelle thing that oh yeah had, no, you know, were, like there were a couple additions to it it was, that I it was good was funny, and i don't know i mean i just overall it, if you're gonna do a sequel to something it this wasn't the worst you could have done I, I agree though brad there was but nothing man, new jack harlow was there, there was nothing new yeah jack harlow was terrible and i still I did, really enjoyed it i did i like just love seeing tom hanks and david i think Pumpkins. that's what it is i did love that when they, i'm sentimental about that it. this time when he slapped the skeleton b-boys on the butt it did the mario jumping sound <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and it's instead of part of it you know they changed the they just changed the words and i'm expecting them to repeat their old yeah. shit and they didn't and so there was something there all right, last one before we get to the cut for time sketch. The View, the co-host, Whoopi Goldberg, played by Ego Nwodum. Joy Behar, played by Sarah Sherman. Behar. Sarah Hines. Behar. Behar. Oh, I'm, I'm down to View Watcher, sorry. Um, Sarah the Hines, disrespect. played by Chloe Feynman. And Sunny Hostin. Is it Hostin or Hostin? Uh, it's it's pronounced Whoopi. <laughs> Sunny Hostin or I don't know. I haven't, I I haven't seen any. I don't know who that is. I've seen any new people. We're we're OG View fans. Yeah. I'm, I'm a McCain. Interview Jack Harlow, uh, who gets she, a little she was flirty. On She's not one of the Whoopi. OGs. Um, there's a couple things I loved about this sketch, and a lot of things I didn't. Um, <laughs> the things I didn't 
always revolves around Jack Harlow. The things <laughs> but I, did, I will, but I will say he did a good job. Yeah, I thought, no. I, I, no, no, I I liked him. In I this liked sketch. him here. I wasn't expecting to like this sketch because like, oh, good, he's playing himself. Who the fuck cares? No, that's when he's. But, <laughs> yeah, but the but the, but the way he kept hitting on Whoopi yeah, was, was increasingly me. funny. Yeah, to I, me. I felt like no, no, no. This I felt like time, no, no, no. I think it could have worked. I think okay. the comedy was there. He could not hit his mark. I mean, he did he the stumbled best. over the mark every time. But, but he was slightly. In my opinion, he was still suave enough in the way he said things that I still thought it was. It funny. was like the camera was on him, waiting for him to say his line, and then like a second later, he'd be like, "It would be. What about you I will, and me?" I will say that uh, Egonorum as Whoopi Goldberg saying, "I'm wet." Yeah, made me cringe. It really did. I was like, oh. <laughs> but I was cringing in an exciting way. Okay. Well, that's, where I was like, ooh, Whoopi. A little, hey, a little boys, bit. You want to make Whoopi? I want to make Whoopi. Now, uh, we, we do a game on another podcast. We don't typically hear, but I do have a quiz for you here. Um, what other cast members have played Whoopi Goldberg on SNL? Keenan Thompson. Yep. Yes. Tracy Morgan. Nope. Really? I thought he did. Not that, not that I've. Not that find. Nate has found out. Yeah, maybe he did. I'll I have think, to go check. I would look back further. Yeah. Okay. So know. so you said so we said. Uh, let's let's do this. Whoopi Goldberg on the View. Okay. Oh, then it's just Keenan, I think. Uh, I'm gonna uh, say aside from Ego, obviously. Let's yep. say Sashir Zameda. Leslie Jones for years actually played. Really? Yeah, for four years she played. Uh, How many times? Uh, Seventeen. No, I think probably three or four. Yep. We're, no recollection of that whatsoever. Uh, and what was the first sketch parodying The View, and who are some of the main characters? I know that Fred Armisen is Joy Behar. Yes. Uh, and actually, uh, here's another humble rat for you. <laughs> Uh, when I was in LA, I would constantly, every single week, sometimes two or three times a week, go to the UCB theater, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, and uh, Fred Armisen did a show, did a show there once. And afterwards, I hung out, and like you, it's such a small theater and it's such a thing, you can just hang out afterwards, and you'll meet all of your favorite comedians. It's like it's the, it was the coolest thing. Um, and he was there, and I and like uh, my friend Kevin from college, we would always do who cares. You know, like always do that, and that's what Fred Armisen did as Joy Behar. And so, like, I got a picture of him of both of us, like grabbing our shirt and like basically going, "Who cares?" And I sent it to my friend Kevin. So that that was a lot of fun. By the way, you are wrong about that. No, it's before him. The idea, though, that oh, oh, I wasn't saying that was original. I was just saying, okay, like, yeah. I mean, I remember Fred Armisen he playing did, Joy Behar. You're correct. The idea that he would be cool enough with you to be like, you asked him for that, right? Yeah, and he was like. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. You know, what a nice he guy. He seems like a decent guy. Uh, but this is 1997. 1997. The View in 1997. Yeah, The View has been on forever. Uh, so Joey Bayer played And the played first by- time SNL parodied The View was a 1997 episode. Uh, Sherry v- O'Terry as Barbara Walters. Correct. Um, can't even remember the original cast members of The View, though. Gosh. Can I get them? Who, who were the original cast members Keen- of The View? Not Keenan yet. So... This is where I think you're this is where wrong I think about Trace, Whoopi. Tracy Morgan. Because Whoopi was not on the show yet. But oh, like, okay. Who were the original View cast members? Not not the actors of the play. Just Debbie Metanopoulos. Okay. Cookie Roberts. Okay. Star Jones. Okay. Barbara Walters. Oh, Tracy, so Tracy Morgan, Morgan played, played Star, Star Jones. Jones. That's and what it Meredith was. Meredith Vieira. Played by Anna Gasteyer? No, that's way too late. I think she was gone by 97. Uh, gosh, I don't even remember. Yeah. Okay, so who was it? Anna Gossar played Cokie oh, Roberts. Oh, okay. Uh, Claire Danes guested, and she played Debbie Metanopoulos. Tracy Morgan played Star Jones. Sherry O'Terry played Barbara Walters, and Molly Shannon played Meredith Vieira. Ah, uh, okay. There's you your go. quiz for there today. You go. All right, I like fun. It. Good, good game. So ending this episode was a cut for time sketch. If you don't know, on SNL's YouTube page, you can find their cut for time sketches. This is the first one actually all season they've posted, but typically there's a couple up or a couple sketches up to four sometimes where sometimes they're live sketches from dress rehearsal. Yep, exactly. Other time, most of the time they're pre-records. Yep. And so if they don't actually make the cut, uh, they will oftentimes again first time this season, but usually they'll put it on the YouTube page. And you get to watch them as well. Astute listeners will know that we actually tend to like these sketches quite a bit often. Um, They're usually better than at least one or two of the sketches that made it to air. So this one was um, Jenko Longs, and it was a play on Jenko Jeans. Jenko Longs. I used to wear Wait, I'm going to get into this. This cover time sketch an advertisement for a new pair of Jenko 
Pant reveals a shocking secret. I wanted to ask you guys before we get into the actual sketch. I never wear wore Jenko, Jinko, Jenko, whatever it's called. I was not allowed to. It just was not something my dad would allow in his house. Did either of you guys wear Jinko? Is it Jinko or Jenko? Jinko. Jinko jeans. Yeah, Ben. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How big did, were they? Uh, and did you have a chain? It's no, I didn't have a chain. No wallet chain. No. Uh, my mom wouldn't let me have the wallet chain, <laughs> but she did say that I could have a pair of jingos, but only if she could take a picture of me for future reference. And we have that photo. Perfect. Can we get that photo? I need to find it. She literally did. I remember her telling me. We that. need to post that. On yeah, you we can need to absolutely post have these as long as I can take a photo of you and just hold it. And did I you did, like wear them to school and everything? I did. Mm-hmm. I like for a, for a whole like I would say end of school year into the summer one time. I was I was doing that. I was listening to like ICP. Puka Shell necklaces. I, yeah, I, the whole thing. It was right. a whole mishmash. If, if Frosted Brad, Tips. Oh, yeah. Well, then, oh, yeah, 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 of course. Tips of course. Like two years ago. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 I was agreeing all the way up until that. <laughs> but if Brad and I throw our money together, our pennies together, and get you a p- new pair of Jinko, no. will you... Will no, you wear? No, of course not. You won't wear them to work for one day. No, to the arcade. <laughs> well, yes, to the arcade, of course. No, will and, you make and your... the 14th was gone. No, <laughs> to my real business that yeah. I actually care about. It's no. not like anyone ever okay, sees you. That seems weird. No one right. ever sees you the there. Brad, did you ever have a pair? No, uh, I I wanted to. Uh, my parents would not buy them for me. Uh, they thought that they looked stupid, and uh, my <laughs> my mom specifically said she's like, "No, you're not a hoodlum." So uh, never got never got Jinko jeans. Yeah, try yeah. try to get jeans as baggy as I could, <laughs> but they were never Jinko jeans. I had Jinko jeans and a Boss sweatshirt that I wore at the same time. <laughs> I had a couple. I, was, I had a couple Boss shirts. Two, that I was two cool. worlds coming together. <laughs> yeah, like, what All is right. it? Preppy up top and shitty down to the rest. So, I actually got some use out of my Boss uh, t-shirts that I had later in life because I worked, worked at Boss. Industries? I did work at Boss Industries <laughs> in high school, and so I, I would I would wear it and I'd be like, yeah, got a Boss. <laughs> T-shirt. Yeah, they uh, they like me so much they give me a promotion. It comes with this nice swag. Yeah, this is this sw- a T-shirt that has a reflective strip on the logo. <laughs> so regarding this sketch, I believe that this was actually Jack Harlow's best acting. I know you guys said there was another sketch that you thought. I thought this was actually his best acting. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, this is they definitely. got to do it um, nineteen times, and this yeah. is the best they got. He was so, fine. so it makes me a little more hopeful for the yeah. white man can't jump. Uh, it still uh, wasn't amazing, but I, I thought it was really funny. Again, I thought it was going to be. SNL does these kind of uh, pre-tapes where they'll do a silly kind of product and they'll do a commercial for the product. And that's what you think it is going into it. But it ends up becoming this whole different Which thing is so good. that is silly and funny. And I really loved it. You so. stole money from me for this. Is and I love that like it plays like that cheesy like guitar riff too when it goes into like he's starting to pitch it like it is a commercial. And they're like, no, wait, you stole they money. Stop him from doing that. Stop. <laughs> I can't believe, I honestly can't believe in this episode, that sketch wasn't in. Yeah. Man, it was it, so it, good compared to It might to not be the saw. best sketch, but it was, no, for it was me, one of the better top ones. Top three, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Sherman does well in it. And, and again, it just, one, of those, all of the one of those instances really where well like, she doesn't have her alt style about her, so she looks completely different. It's so it's so crazy when they put like uh, you know wigs on her with more like traditional you know hairstyles and like not, not her like kind of oddball wardrobe and stuff like that. It's it's so weird to me to, to see her like dressed up like that. So at the is end of she it, or, is she or Heidi Gardner? What? No, no, I'm not. I I don't have like a thing. I, I I'm just I'm always fascinated by how she disappears yeah. into character when she doesn't have her usual. There have been style. times where she's been in sketches where I didn't recognize her yeah. because she wasn't in the Sarah Sherman or Sarah Squirm, I forget yeah. she calls her, kind of get up. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So at the end of every episode, we talk about our favorite uh, MVP player of the night, who we thought did the best, um, and then we do our favorite sketch. Let's start with the MVP. I told you at the beginning, I already showed my card. Cecily Strong was my favorite. Yeah, you shot it your was, shot. You did your baby Ruth thing. It was wrong, though, because no, it's Bobby, Bobby Moynihan. Moynihan. It's Bobby Moynihan. It's Bobby Are Moynihan. you kidding me? No, no. not no. even. No. And, it's, and, it's, and it's not even close. Oh, it's Ces- not. Cecily, Cecily Strong was funny. She's fine. It was great to see her back. She you did nothing. So wrong. Nothing Bobby on Moynihan part. comes in once, and you're like, hey, the combination, the, whole the, combination, the combination of Cecily you're Strong. You're embarrassing me right Finest moment in this episode did not match with Bobby Moynihan in this. Me and your parents right Bobby Moynihan had, uh, you know, only, only one silly little makeup dance number that meant nothing. 
And then, and this is after, of course, but then pre- prior to that, the weekend update was so good. It's one. It of the, wasn't the best. It's drunk one uncle. of the best drunk uncles I've ever seen. One of. No, no, it was very, very good. It was top notch. Sometimes when it they bring good. back characters like this, good. it's not usually on par with. It the was old very stuff. good, but this it was, was not the best. You guys need to go back and watch. No, no, but it was phenomenal. He fumbled. No, 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 I don't need to go back and watch drunk uncle because drunk uncles are my favorite characters, and I've seen the, all you, drunk uncles wait, bits several have times. Have you heard of drunk uncle before? What <laughs> he he fumbled one line. Kind of towards the open, yep, and it, and fumbled, meaning like he delayed slightly. I, I other like than say that, Jack Harlow that he Jack Harlow that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, before we get into our favorite sketch, what did you guys think of Jack Harlow? We talked about we that. Talked about about did it. you yeah. love it? Yeah. Did you Skip love it. him? You loved him, Skip didn't you? It. You loved him. New fan, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's go into favorite sketch of the night. Uh, we'll start with you, Benny. What'd you think? Luggage. All day long. I really thought that that sketch, the AA meeting, was great. Tom Hanks coming in at the bet, at the at the end and doing a very much Woody impersonation was awesome. I just loved it so much. I thought that the escalation was great. I thought that even Keenan Thompson's like drawing the boobies on the luggage was funny. The puppetry at the end, everything. That whole sketch really just made me feel good about SNL, like what they're capable of because in the real world, Pixar does shit like this, right? Mm-hmm. They they make these movies, and it was believable enough where that okay, I guess that would be a Pixar movie. And that then, song was a banger, but it way. was, and it, the whole thing. I I, just I agree really with you. It. A meeting was my favorite as well. I thought it was a, it was also a great. There was a lot of characters a lot of in it. Ensemble it was, without feeling yeah. like, oh, this is what we're running through I now. thought it was really yeah. funny, really well done. A close second for me, uh, because for me, I, I really like when they did Jaoker. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no. it, was, it was my You're favorite. You're so wrong. No, it was no, my favorite. Was not, I, don't, I don't care. I thought it was really you funny. Should get. I laughed more than I did than the Pixar one. I still love the Pixar one. I think it's I think it's delightful. I laughed more at the Joker one. Yep. It was absurd and silly, and I loved it. It didn't even look like Joaquin Phoenix. <sighs> you need to learn how to recognize your movie iconography. Well. All right. Jack coming Nicholson up. is rolling in his grave. All right. Coming up. Still Next week we have a new episode. <laughs> Who is the host, Brad? Amy Schumer. And who's the musical guest? Amy Schumer. Uh, I forget. It's, it's Mark Lacey, <laughs> Steve Peter, Lacey, Peter Griffin. Steve Lacey. Like that. Like, Are there people that do music <laughs> that I know? I mean, I hate. I'm so old. I'm so. Old. Who so, is this person? Seriously, I, no, I have no I'm idea. Not, I'm not kidding you. My daughter's like, oh, Steve Lacey's great. Oh. And so I went to go listen, and he's got like you know a bajillion uh, uh, listens on YouTube. I didn't recognize a single song. Oh, no. it, what kind of music We're did you do? So old. Uh, rap, kind of. Of course, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it a lot of "Hey Girl"? No, it's not like Millie Vanilli. That's done. No, Is no. It, <laughs> Is it similar to Jack Harlow? I, I, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I don't know. We're so old. What's his name again? Uh, Steve Lacey. Steve. That sounds like a, an executive for <laughs> I know. Reebok. It is. Or like, or like the owner of the Seattle Supersonics. Yes. CEO Steve Lacey said in a statement that Kanye would be cut from their lineup. I found a picture of him wearing a button down with an, uh, a shoddy S stitched on it, and then he's wearing a tie. There's also a, a shoddily cut pink star, and he's wearing these goofy sunglass oh, goggles. Real quick, before we leave, uh, Harlow's monologue, he comes out in an oversized suit. It was very reminiscent of what, I mean, if you cut it together with something from the early 2000s, that's what the style was back then. Yep. These really it's all coming suits, back. It's all coming back. 20 years. All right. Yeah, big suits are, are very big. Seriously. Harlow Literally and figuratively. It, wore it, and then you look 20 years ago. Uh, I it. think it was at the Batman premiere earlier this year. Robert Pattinson was wearing a huge fucking go. suit and looked like a goober. Cool. <laughs> All right. Where can people find you online, buddy? Uh, the Men's Warehouse. Uh, <laughs> they got a lot of good deals. And I, I like the way you look. Yeah, I, I guarantee, guarantee it. it. Uh, no, check me out on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton. Uh, please check out the Slash Room Daily Podcast and Slash Room.com if you like reading about movies and TV shows. Uh, if you like uh, you know, getting into some serious junk food, check out Brad's <laughs> Junk on Instagram. That got Instagram. real serious, by the way. Get into my <laughs> junk Seriously. look at brad's junk on instagram uh and just rate this podcast five stars check it out uh on on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify anchor all that jazz and uh you know just do that shit all that jazz.com ben what about you oh you can find me anywhere but mainly at full tilt arcade and pinball yeah laporte indiana 46350 if you're anywhere literally like uh we had people come up from uh, about 45 minutes away 
just to play some of the pinball machines we have. It's been actually very encouraging. I met my first people from Chicago. We actually you had never a, met anyone from Chicago before. That Good came for in you specifically to play the pinball machines. I got a message on our Facebook from a guy in Detroit that's going to drive down because he has. We have three of the pinball machines that he's been wanting to play. He's going to drive down next weekend to play. That man's name Henry T. Ford. And I love it. I got to go on Friday and I loved it. I, I agree. You should go to your it's so arcade. Fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, again, like us on Facebook. Uh, find us on YouTube or there as well. Um, wherever you can, we'd love to have you. Um, uh, like us because we need your approval. We do need so your approval. Badly. Um, no, it's good to see the podcast growing. If you want to listen to another podcast, like, you know, you get through this hour podcast, you're like, I need another hour of these jokers. Listen to Go Flicks Yourself. Jokers. Uh, you can jokers. Find, you can find us on uh, <laughs> wherever uh, you found this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, uh, be good to yourself. Be good to others. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.